Using voice-activated program from Tire Military website, combined with a Radio Shack TRS-80, now able to continue gameplay while riding bike. No, no, you're right. I need to live life less sadly. I just don't know what that is. Oh, freeze. Freeze, boy! Cover. And give me muscles. Sounds like a woodpecker. <gasps> I said wood. And pecker! I didn't mean to tell you to get a life earlier. Let's go back to our corner, get you wiped off, and we'll see you guys tonight. Hey, Guildies. It's time for another companion cast. We're going to be covering episode 7 of season 5, and all I have to say is OMG. So much information in this episode. I mean, we finally find out what Tink's real name is. Can you believe it? I busted up laughing when I read that during the read-through. This episode was just chock full of information, so much fun. I have so many interviews, I want to just get going with them because I don't want to waste time talking and make this a three-hour podcast. So let's go ahead and get started with the companion cast for episode seven of season five. Hey, Guildies, I'm here with Sandeep Parikh, and we're here discussing episode seven. So this was a fairly big episode. This is your Neil Gaiman one. Ah, yes. The Neil Gaiman episode. This, Which, is... this was a surprise to me because it was, wasn't on the schedule. It was a pickup day. Right. And Neil Gaiman wasn't even on the thing. He just said a comic book writer. Right. So... Yeah, it's funny. I remember coming to Felicia and being like, you know, um, you know, through Dark Horse, like, we know some comic book writers yeah. and we know some people. And I was like, oh, I was, well, I was kind of speculating who it might be. Yeah. You know, I don't want to name those names, but they were, they were trumped. It. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, then she's like, well, she's like, yeah, all those names are cool, but uh, we're trying to get Neil Gaiman. And then, my, you know, my jaw just kind of dropped, and I was like, well, all right. That, I mean, it's funny, because like, that actually made sense. I hadn't even thought of him. And I, it made sense, because the first time I met Neil Gaiman was actually at a party of, that he was throwing that I was invited to as Felicia's plus one. Okay. Um She's like, yeah, you want to go to this Neil Gaiman party? And I was like, yes, of course I do. Um, <laughs> so you had met him prior to... Yeah, I actually met him prior to it, but I just didn't even think that he would he would be the one that we'd ask. But it made, yeah. it made sense. Once she said it, I was like, oh, that's... Yes, we got to go. I mean, yeah. that'd be great. He was such a nice guy uh, at his party. I mean, he was like such a gracious host. And, yeah. you know... He obviously lit up when he saw Felicia because they have this, uh, they have this like, r- like this real Twitter romance going. On. <laughs> they, they're like, they're like Twitter besties. Yeah. Um, though maybe a lot of people feel that way about with Felicia. She's she's really she she, she's a real of, charmer. Yes, on on is. that Twitter. She didn't uh, tell her anywhere. True. Well, no, no. Let's not push it. Well, you know the real Felicia. Really, yeah. Felicia had 140 characters. That's best. That's, where you, that's about where you want her. Right. Um, but, yeah, no. So so when, when she said Neil, I was like, oh, that'd be great. He's, he was already, like, you know, really nice guy when we met him. And, yeah. Uh, um, of course, you know, I, there's no better... <laughs> under the uh, you know the, the name comic book writer, yeah. even though he's you know I don't even I don't know I don't if even, I'd say comic book. I can't even say. I think that's probably what threw us all too is when we were reading the script. We were yeah. assuming it would be you know a comic like book you say, writer, like a dark uh, dark horse. Yeah, or you know, or, or yes, DC, Marvel, or whatever. Yeah. Like um, someone in that realm, and then you know Neil Gaiman was like, oh, that's that's perfect. I mean, yeah, he's like the king of comic books, if you can say that. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's, he does graphic novels and stories and right. Movies. Yeah, he's more of a graphic novelist. Yeah, and, yeah. He's, <laughs> Yeah, comic book just it's not, it doesn't even contain the greatness of Neil. Yeah. Um. So, but just that scene, man, was um. I guess going it's a into, fun scene. With it, you it was. And the bitch cat and your, it's the remnants of Godfather. Yeah, it was honestly probably the best uh, time I've ever had uh, f- 
be acting yeah. on on screen. Really, it, it was really uh, fun. I, uh, um, t- it was the the character's his situation is just so clear. You know, it's yeah. this Godfather sort of take. Yeah. Uh, but then to be totally wired and 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 <laughs> well, he's choking still down. I mean, he's still Zebu. He's still Zebu. So he's Zebu still... playing. The Godfather, right, right, and but and he's still just in, he's in this really like wired state. We're sucking down. Like we're, I was eating actual coffee beans, uh, for uh, like d- during rehearsal, uh-huh. and the coffee beans were so nasty that I was like, "You got to get me like I got to have chocolate covered co- co- yeah. at least that, you yeah, because yeah. I just couldn't. I guess I'm not that good of an actor when it comes down to it, man. Uh, so they got me chocolate covered coffee beans to mix with the real coffee beans. So I was like kind of ch- scarfing those down. But every now and again, a real coffee bean would just pop in my mouth because yeah. it was all mixed in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, sucking down sugar packets and whatever. And, uh, yeah, that was just like. So you're like method acting. Well, I mean, yeah. You know, I, yeah. By, by, your body to... <laughs> by take three, I was pretty, pretty amped up. And then on top of that, like, was it, this is in K-Towns, and so we kept getting these, like, K-Town, uh, like, boba drinks, these, uh-huh. like, teas. So I already had, like, two of those. I was, I was like, pretty wired. Um, and, yeah, it was just really fun. You know, Neil is a, a great sport, uh, and he uh, went with the improv really well and brought, brought a lot of improv himself. Yeah. And um, I was going to ask that. How much of that was scripted in... You guys play with it a little bit. We play with it a lot uh, because you know we wanted to adjust it because, as you said in the script, it wasn't Neil Gaiman, so it was you know this sort of generic uh, the, yeah. the scene. I, mean, I don't want to say generically written, but it was it was written such that any comic book writer could kind of come in and then make it his own. Yeah. Um, and so when Neil came in, you know, we wanted to mention. You know, I think I, I can't remember if it makes the final cut or not, but he talks about the the new Sandman. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, he does. In the final cut. Okay. Mm-hmm. I saw an assembly cut, so I haven't seen the final final. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he does. He talks about the new Sandman, and you want to be in it. Yeah, and right. You want the cover of it. Right, I want to be the cover of it, you know. Or he's going to do like a special thank you first, and then you're like, no, I want to. I want the cover. Six pages. Muscles. And, yeah, muscles. yeah, that's right. He said um, it's not that kind of comic book. Yeah, and like, so make, make it, it that make way. That way. That's and that was, that was all, a lot of that was improvised, um... Which was fun. It was just kind of, yeah. you know, whatever. What, yeah. what would the Godfather Zabu say in that scenario? I mean, she, I think she had written, like, she had written that he wanted the cover, and then, you know, yeah. it was just kind of playing in that, yeah. in that in that universe. And, you know, but then <laughs> sort of being being the Godfather, being uh, demanding, but at the same time, you know, falling into Zabu really quickly and yeah. being like, okay, that's fine. No, I'll, I'll, take that. I'll take the special that. That's You're good. You're pushing as much as you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pushing it, but then, then yeah, yeah. kind of coming back. And so that was like a fun like, little dynamic to play. And, yeah. You know, or like being all tough and Neil, Ga- Neil Gaiman's face and like patting his face. Which that, he was totally say, cool was with. That in, was that in the script? Or was no, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't in the script. That seems like something you would just do. Well, I, I asked him first. I don't well, want to just yeah. go around touching, you know, Neil Gaiman's face. People's, people and their face are very guarded about their faces, so you don't want to, like, just, you know, just touch their faces. But, like, in, when we improvise, a lot of the times, we just did a hammer show the other day. And, yeah. You know, we, we, tu- we touch a lot. Everything, yeah. We touch, we yeah, touch each other really all close. over the place. I mean, it's just, this, you know, the eight of us that do that show, it's, there's no boundaries, really. Yeah. So, um you know, when you're improvising, you, I start to get, to get in that mode, and then I have to recognize, no, wait, I'm improvising with Neil Gaiman, so let's not just go and, you know, stick his a finger in his mouth. Yeah. you touching him. Right, yeah. So. That's, that's good. He's like, that's, that's too far. And then we kind of come back to reality for a second there, you know, where he's like, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't want his face touched by this random, you know, seat saver yeah. dude. Or yeah. And so it was, it, that was funny. And then, just, I'm sorry, Neil Gaiman was kind of a fun little... <laughs> 
Definitely good stuff. Line, so. good scene. Yeah, it's it was a, like it's a very memorable scene. Probably my, my favorite scene that I that I've shot for the guild. I think. Awesome. Thanks so much. Okay, I'm here with Vince. We're going to be discussing episode seven. So let's talk about the Vork Madeline scene for the very first time. That was very fun, and you know what? I mean, the, the regular scene itself was a lot of fun, um, but also because we had a lot of opportunities in that scene, the ones that are around it in that location, to do a lot of improv, just completely from scratch. Because um, personally, I, I don't really do a lot of that kind of stuff when I have a script. I just stick to it, but when they just say, go here and just make something up, then I, I have so much fun with it. Yeah. And, um, again, I don't know how much you're going to include, but like afterwards, we walked away from the booth. He's all like stunned and shocked and awed. There's a fan still standing on the stage who we left there for like five minutes and we're like scrambling trying to get a photo with him and it, it turned out really funny. Nice, nice. And how was it working with Aaron? Aaron... And we haven't a lot of interaction yet, but you yeah. went down the road. Aaron Gray is a total sweetheart. Um, I've, I've been acquainted with her for a while. She's our agent. She books conventions for us and stuff. Oh, nice. So we, we've all known her for a while. Um, and having her on the show is great. She's, you know, she's a cult icon yeah. in, the Buck, in Buck Rogers and a, and a lot of other projects as well. And she's well known... Um, especially in this sort of niche. Mm-hmm. Um, so having her on was just fantastic. She's fun to work with, and she just plays the whole, like, um, you know, the 90s TV star, glamorous, yada, yada, yada thing. Really great. Yeah. So she's great. Awesome. I'm here with Jeff Lewis, and we're going to be discussing episode 7. And let's talk about Vork's first meeting with Madeline. Yes, I was sort of... Uh you know, I'm in this place where I'm not impressed with actors, and then I see like the this woman, uh, Madeline Twain, who's played by Erin Gray, who I, uh, who Madeline is this, this character that Vork grew up watching in this show, Time Rings, and he's just, it was like that person he grew up with who was it was the head of the fan club, and he just is head over heels and can't believe it, and he's just speechless, literally, he can't even talk to her, and uh, it's really funny because she. It's played by Aaron Gray, who I grew up watching on Buck Rogers. So yeah. it's so such a funny parallel, yeah. and I love that show. I was a big how, fan. How was Aaron? It was great. She's great. She's really nice and sweet, and um, and it was just nice flowing. And uh, yeah, I've, I've known her before too. I met her through Felicia, and so uh, I've known her for a little while. So she's really nice. It's good to get to know her better too on the set. Cool. Thanks so much. I'm here with Greg Aronowitz, and we're discussing episode seven of The Guild. So I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> no Star Wars reference another. there. Yeah, it stops, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and start with Tink's Godzilla costume. Yeah, well... Um, did you make all that, or was that a, a joint effort between you and No, it was a joint, joint effort be- between me and Kristen, and it's... Um, it was kind of a thing that evolved, um, and I think originally it was going to be some kind of creepy creature, and um, Felicia was thinking of just using a, some purchased mask, and I said that, you know, the idea was that it was supposed to be like a super sexy yeah, costume, but then this like hideous creature face, or and you know the concept behind it, ultimately being that Tink can't see out of it, you know, because of what happens at the end of the episode. Um, and then I was like, all right, well, 
instead of just going and getting some cheap Halloween mask, like. Great, not gonna do that. You know, it, it, this is in the beginning, and it always you break down the script, and then you're like, "Oh, this is not that bad." Like in terms of actually making things, it didn't seem like there was a lot in the beginning, which was a lie. You know, <laughs> the the cake it was a lie. It was uh, there was tons of stuff to do, but but I didn't necessarily see like a big standout piece. You know, it wasn't like last year with, you know, Team Cox or, you know, season three with the weapons or, um, and I just always want to do something that's completely uniquely, you know, the guild that I can create from scratch. And it just seemed like a fun kind of thing to do. And the, you know, sexy Godzilla is what we were calling it. We tried to make it not too Godzilla because we didn't. You know, we don't have any Godzilla rights, or so it was yeah. just it was like sexy lizard creature, you know. <laughs> and Sean was pretty much like he wanted it to be just creepy and menacing, um, but then still fit in the rest of the costume. And um, Kristen had done the bodysuit and had drawn it up originally with a hood, like a, it would be like a hoodie thing where you can see the face. Okay. But then we needed to go back to the concept that you. She can't see out, like, you know, she has to be guided, so. But she found the materials and decided to, like, bedazzle it, you know. (laughs) And um, she gave me the samples and the little gems she was going to use, and I just kind of riffed off of that. And I tried to make something that was feminine but still aggressive and, you know, just keeping Tink's personality in mind and created. you make the full body and the head? No, I just did, I just did the rubber head, okay. and then and then uh, Kristen did, did the, body. the actual bodysuit, and then the boots are actually Kristen's boots. They're like oh. big kiss boots. Nice. So um, it was definitely the weirdest costume, but you know, again, Amy pulled it off and made it look awesome, and you know, Kristen did a great job. And the um, yeah, the head was just a weird, you know. I I sculpted it, and I um, took some pictures on my phone and sent them to the trio to to you know felicia kim and sean and i'm yeah. like is this what you're going for and they they loved it and um that was just in the sculpt and then when they saw it all finished and painted they were just like wow this is we weren't really sure where this was yeah. gonna go but it's it ended up being pretty fun and um amy wasn't claustrophobic wearing it because the the muzzle i kept it Kind of like a short snout, you know, but it was still far enough away from her face face, that she was able to wear it. Yeah. Oh, good. It was a random but fun piece. (laughs) But it got screen time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a a little um, hint of it in the beginning when Tink first comes in. And and I love that whole thing. That was Sean's idea where she takes off the plushy costume and Mm -hmm. she's wearing the same... Co- the same dress as the plushie was wearing. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Scene, so. Yeah, the plushie has like a you know like a teal That's jumper, awesome. and she's wearing a teal jumper inside of That's it. So it's funny. pretty funny. But she does this thing where she opens the closet and pulls out all the costumes, and so they did. They would open it and then freeze, and then I would step in and take all the costumes and like pile them up on on her, and yeah. you know. That's great. That's pretty crazy. Nice. Um, so we see Aaron again, mm-hmm. and we see Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. <laughs> Apollo. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, it was cool to see Richard again. I um, had actually got to spend a bunch of time with him in the you know early to mid '90s when uh, I was writing the Battlestar Galactica comics for uh, Maximum Press, and he was writing some too. He wrote the you know the Apollo series. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, cool. Yeah, and I wrote the Enemy Within, which is. Uh, very similar to <laughs> the uh, reimagined, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a story. That's convenient for another day. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it was cool. It was like you know he is so hardcore Battlestar Galactica. You know, I mean, a lot of people say that the only reason it even ever made it on back onto the air was just because he kept it alive. Just kept it alive. He kept yeah. out there, and and uh, it was awesome to. Um, you know, have him come in and do the role. And, no, was, and, was that a connection with you, or was that the first No, part? no. Um, again, I don't know. You, I'll say this. You may have to check, see if you, <laughs> if you can have this in the thing. But yeah. he actually wanted to play Ollie. That's right. That in, was mentioned last yeah, season. Yeah, last yes. season. And, yeah. um, you know, Felicia... He was close, too, to getting it. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone thought it was great, but it was just like... Yeah. Yeah, Frank was just more of the salty... Yeah. Sea dog. It was. Yeah. It ended up at that point just being like a, a looks thing, and you know. Um, That's right. But he, I guess he's a fan and really wanted to be a part of it. So it was just kind of fun to have him, you know, doing that. And uh, it was just kind of funny because I was trying to get a hold of him for Rock Jocks. I wanted him in Rock Jocks, and I don't know. Um, I don't know what it was, but it just it never really connected, and, and we didn't get him in there. But then uh, he ended up on on this, and he was hilarious. So yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. What's great is he was doing his own little video too. Yeah, his own little project. So he had a video camera shooting and talking to people, and so like a thing being done. It's just weird. It's weird how everything works out. Cool. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? And we're back in steampunk. Steampunk, yes. Yeah, and then this is where we really get into the heart of the matter. Yes. You know, this, this is Clara trying to be part of them, and uh, this was a fun scene because um, the bulk of the prop work that I did for steampunk like ended up in this one scene. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we have the the um, telegraph machine mm-hmm. is in there, and, and you built that right from yeah. scratch. Just yeah, we built real- that. No, it doesn't even do anything. It's, you know, it just taps, That's but it's awesome. all just, you know, it little little though. parts. Oh, yeah. it was fun. This all the steampunk stuff was super fun. Yeah. to build. You know, um, you know, we could easily do a spin-off of uh, the steampunk, steampunk verite and just <laughs> keep going with that because it's just you know there's so yeah, much. There's such great characters and. Now, one one prop piece I think you guys made was the automatic pen. Yeah, yeah, the the steampunk fountain pen. That was know. awesome. Yeah, it was. That just came out from the meeting that, you know, the one of the initial art department meetings. Sean said, um, "It just says in the script that like Claire has pen and paper," you know. And Sean was like, well, you know, there's no way Aronowitz is just going to let that be, you know, a normal pen and paper. Like, that's going to be steampunk pen and paper. Were you thinking that or until he said Not really. I mean, I hadn't really 
that's what the meeting was to like think about all those things. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, that's true. Like, it should be steampunk pen and paper. And then I'm like, what is steampunk pen and paper? Yeah. So I came up with this wacky idea that it's a fountain pen with a little, you know, automated inkwell that connects into it. And we made one that actually works. But it so, works. That's yeah. what's so cool about it is that it's actually automated. Because she's yeah. holding it. And they're doing it it doesn't thing. write, which we could have made it do, but there was no need. <coughs> but it does, you know, look like it's pumping. Yeah. And then there's uh, the goggles. Yes. And um, the main pair of goggles that gets used, uh, Amish actually put together. And that was one of those moments where, you know, it's like aesthetic versus, I don't know, comfort. I don't know. <laughs> Robin definitely yeah. was just like, I'm not sure if I want to wear the goggles. And we were like, oh, come on, you got to wear the goggles. And I, I think, you know, that scene is hilarious, but her having the goggles is probably the funniest part of the scene. And um, once she put them on and everybody was like, but she, she was like, don't I look ridiculous? And, you know, like, yeah, I think a lot of times people forget when you're doing a comedy, like, that's usually the point, yeah. you know? And But it looked... It looked like cool, ridiculous. I don't know. It was just, it was just totally cool. It was like she was trying so hard to be like them, and yeah. it just wasn't happening, yeah. you know. Um, but well, I know she couldn't see out of them either. Yeah, the well, because they were like magnified yeah. and stuff. She was having to get down from that stage area. Yeah, you know, and she was having a hard time. Yeah, well, we definitely figured out how to do it to where she was safe. Like yeah. she stood up, and we cut and all that. But it was like, but for the actual sitting down, you know, I don't know. I don't think it could have been any funnier. And <laughs> it is funny because she looks up. I think at the camera one time, and she has a pen and those big yeah, and the eyes are you know. Yeah. And so I, I, I um, but the the little hat was like all pinned in yeah and she had her hair like all coiffed and stuff and and um you know i had to take the goggles on and off of her and it was definitely it was like a game of operation <laughs> you know i had to put them on there and yeah. make sure that trying to touch anything yeah like not to ruin the hair yeah. and then, you know but i think in the end when she watches the episode she'll oh yeah She'll think it was totally yeah. worth it, but <laughs> yeah. but I just remember she was just like, I don't know if I want to wear those. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. It, yeah. Very cool. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the This was a surprise to me because this was not on the shoot schedule. <laughs> I was not invited to this day. Nothing. I just saw a picture on Twitter at, while I was at work. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> why are they Greg, shooting the why guild? Why is Greg in the chicken yeah, suit? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, are they shooting the guild? What's going And so I tweeted um, Brian Kamioka, who never responded. And I tweeted, or I didn't tweet, I texted. Brian Kamioka, he never responds. He never responds to my text anyways. <laughs> so I, I, then I texted Sean, and I'm like, are you shooting the guild? And he's like, maybe, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I'm like... What is going on? Yeah. So, well, definitely it wasn't. Is, it wasn't like you were excluded. Let's it was talk just... about this Neil Gaiman shoot that <laughs> no one knew about, or at least I didn't know about. It was, I know it was a much smaller crew. Yeah. And it wasn't even on the schedule. That's what was. So it weird. wasn't on the schedule. And well, here's the thing. It's like, and I know I mentioned this in an earlier uh, podcast from another episode, but actually, it might have been from the first episode because, um. We were talking about the driving shots, but yeah. there were 
14 days of shooting or something and then you know we had the whole cast and crew yeah. and and then we we wrapped and everybody got to go home except for a handful of us that every other day for like the next two weeks just well, this was kept part of that though, right? shooting. Was, I thought this was part, like this was like in the middle of the shoot. Was this in the middle? Yes, this was in, like we were still shooting and this was like a Wednesday when we were supposed to be off because we only shot until Tuesday. And then, okay, yeah, maybe that's what, but, but so what I'm saying this is, is one there, those, there was one of those, there was all these days where the whole, everyone was yeah. off or done, yeah. and we had to keep, keep going. shooting, so, yeah, you know, so, yeah, um, and one of the reasons was that um, when you read the original script, there, you know, there's a million cameos yeah. in this, and some people were definitely... You know, predetermined. Some people were targeted. Where Felicia's like, "Oh, I really want this person." Yeah. You know, some were friends. Some were like celebrities that you know she reached out and contacted. But and certain ones were just kind of open ended, and it was like, "Who is going to end up yeah. doing this?" You know, and um, Neil Gaiman had agreed to do what in the script is called like the comic writer or mm-hmm. something. And he was slated to come on one of the convention days, and then his he got a conflict of schedule, mm-hmm. and it was he was basically like, oh, and then he was leaving for England or something. So he was basically, I have one window, I have like two hours on this one day, and um, yeah, I guess it was our day off, or yeah, it was or, off. yeah and. Uh, so it was basically like, well, do we do we shoot that day or do we not have Neil Gaiman? And I think everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> like you don't not have Neil Gaiman like as the comic writer, yeah. you know, begging uh, Godfather Zabu, you know? Yeah. Because um, it was really funny to, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Neil is obviously awesome like he's just this amazing writer and and it was kind of weird because we it wasn't that people weren't invited it was it was more like we were back to the koreatown hotel we were shooting in their lobby which is really small like it's like you know maybe 10 by 15 square feet in an active hotel like in the morning of a day you know so it, we just couldn't have more. I think we had six people there, and it was too many people yeah. already. So, um, we were there both as crew and as cast because um, we needed the lobby filled with, with convention goers. Yeah. So we all had to dress in costume, you know. Yeah. But it, you couldn't see that it was us. Because some of us already had cameos in, in other episodes. So I ended up in a chicken suit, which is weird. So here I am in a room with the great Neil Gaiman dressed as a freaking chicken. Yeah. But it's this chicken suit that Kim has. I don't know if it's like from... Uh, Must be from Gorgeous Tiny. Yeah, Gorgeous Tiny. or I'm not sure. What, but she just has it in her inventory. It is so soft. It is like ridiculously soft. Like it's that material, like some of the little, you know, plush animals yeah. are made out of. And you're just like, oh my god, I could. Yeah. Well, 
I suddenly became like the live the plush tension. animal. Everybody was petting me. So it was very surreal to be standing there and having like Neil Gaiman and Felicia Day like just rubbing you, just standing there rubbing you. And I'm like, what is happening? And then, you know, if there's two people that have a lot of followers on Twitter, it's yeah. it's two of them. And so, you know, I imagine it's like every artist and every writer and every geek boy's dream to have Neil Gaiman tweet about you. Mm. But he tweeted about me being in a chicken suit. He's just like, you know, here's what I'm doing right now. And, and it's like... You know, I think his his thing was like, I post this view with no comment or yeah. something, and it's just me in a chicken suit in red, dressed like a fairy, and um, and uh, um, Jeff Winkler dressed as a pig, <laughs> sitting on a computer looking at um, pigs on the internet. <laughs> It was very surreal. It was funny. It was very, very funny. And I'm like, there's my moment in the sun with there no gaming. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm in a chicken costume. Well, it's great that no one knew. I mean, I knew because I know two thirds of the people in the picture, <laughs> you know. So I knew what was going on, but yeah, nobody had a clue. Yeah. What that? What that? Because you know, it was just a really. Big, it was just a random it was a thing. Very it was kind of picture. It was. It was. Yeah. It was like an Instagram thing, thing or yeah. something. We're all in animal costumes. It was very funny though. And um, so yeah. There was hardly any art for that, really. Other than the well, costumes. there was. You know, there was the um, the coffee beans and the pile of sugar oh, yeah. that was supposed to look like cocaine. So we had to Greek out all of the um, the sugar packets, and then we had to. We made up a coffee. We thought we were going to have a coffee sponsor, and then at the last minute we didn't. So I just created this thing called uh, Buzz Beans. Buzz Beans. And uh, Red Five just was like the resident graphic artist. She made all the crazy labels, but she just made this thing of like a bee stinging a mug of coffee and just like having the jitters <laughs> and, you know. Nice. What's great, and, and this is, you know, uh, the highest compliment to Red Five is whose actual name is Lynn I just yeah, call her Red, or Red yeah Five. Red Five yeah that's my Star Wars nickname for her she has a, a rebel insignia tattoo and Everybody red hair so that. yeah she's red she's always red <laughs> but um she made all like the the nut sacks and the the man products and that's weird to say together <laughs> She handled the nutsacks and made man product. Um, but uh, And then she made the coffee beans. And everybody thought all those things were real. Yeah. Like people just kept asking like, oh, where can we buy these? Yeah. Where can we get these? Yeah. You know. And I think the Buzz Beans was one of the ones where Chris Darnell was like, do we have clearance to show that brand? And we're like, yeah, we, <laughs> we made, we that. made that brand up. So, so that's really cool. But, that's good. And then, um, of course, there was uh, – the bitch cat that yes. the bitch cat plushie right. that I made right um, yeah he's on my mantle <laughs> she's on my mantle um, and Sandeep like to- he tore that scene up that was like so great and he I don't know if he told you this but he was definitely nervous he was like it's Neil Gaiman you know what I mean yeah, it's so like we'll <laughs> yeah yeah you know well, so it's definitely some, he had some really good scenes with some well, yeah, with some big, big people, you know, yeah. and, and uh, in this episode yeah. too, you know, but but um, yeah, it was definitely. But he 
he chewed up the scenery on that. But one of the pieces of scenery that he chewed, probably literally, was uh, the bitch cat plush. And he just did the whole, like, you know, Dr. Claw thing. There's, like, petting it. And it was awesome. It was just cool to, uh, you know, to see bitch cat keep becoming a bigger part of, of the uh, the guild world. And, you know, one of these days we're going to... We're going to do something with it. Or a cartoon. Something. Something has to be with her. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Okay, I'm here with Amy. We're going to be discussing episode seven, where Tink is telling Codex about her uh, fashion chops, I guess, or that the fact that you're not pre-med. And, mm-hmm. Um, to Tink actually reveals quite a bit. Mm-hmm, she does. Uh, we shot it this morning, and uh, it was a pretty big moment for Tink, I think, because yeah. it was the first time she actually opened up, uh, you know, about her major and stuff to anyone, or yeah. it's the first time she opened up to anybody on the guild. Like, I know her and Clara had a little thing, but it's kind of on a whole other level that yeah. she connects and... Um, kind of bonds with Codex. Yeah. So that was really fun to shoot. Um, I'm in my plush outfit again. And Is it warm? It's pretty warm because I, I, ca- I basically take it off like during the scene, so like I had to like okay. take it off and put it back on, take it off, <laughs> put it back on. And uh, There was a lot of blocking and a lot of you know costumes to show off and lots of things to put on. I had to put on a Lady Gaga wig like while <laughs> and during like one of my lines. So it was a lot of blocking, kind of hectic. So it was kind of hard to like juggle you know, the, you know, performance, emotional part of it, yeah. while still remembering, like, all, all my blocking and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think it went well, and I, you know, I'm really excited for that scene because it's such a huge, you know, huge moment. Big, yeah, mm-hmm. big, big tink moment. Yeah. Yeah, now, this season, it seems like you got, you especially are doing a lot of stuff. You're doing lots of costume changes. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you're, you're revealing a lot. I mean, Tink, we're going to know all about Tink this yeah, season. Yeah, I'm excited because so, I know, you know, we had a couple seasons where we didn't see much of Tink. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like finally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my time. Yeah, um, yeah, do you feel that you're stretching as an actress? I do. I feel like, I mean, the Guild is like one of the only, um, you know, acting does that I've had in the past couple of years just because I've been in school. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, you know, I feel like since season one, I've grown a lot, you know, throughout the years, just, like, being around, you know, such experienced actors like Felicia and mm-hmm. Sandy Ben Jeff, like, <laughs> learned so much, and mm-hmm. Sean Becker's been so helpful also. Um, so I think this is a good time for me to have all of these, uh, you know, storylines because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm actually ready for it. Yeah. And, um... It's it's been a good build up and I think that uh, this is the perfect time for Tink to open up and reveal so much. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Hey guys, I'm here with Robin and we're gonna be discussing episode seven. This was a fun scene. This is where you're trying or Clara is trying to initiate herself into the right. bunk. So these so you got those tests. goggles on. Right, oh boy, And you got that automatic pin. Yeah, that that pin was so <laughs> rad. Um the goggles were a little difficult because I, I literally cannot see out of yeah. them. And then they want you to step down yeah, and so walk. Yeah, like, okay, well, <laughs> I mean, I'll try. I'll try to do that without breaking yeah. a bone in my yeah. body, you know. But um, wh- but I think it, that plays off even better because, like, I couldn't see, so I was trying to, like, <laughs> my head up and focus. So I, that probably made it more funny. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a funny scene. Yeah, that it was a lot of fun. And that pen was so awesome, that little, little yeah. pen. And, um... 
the test, like the laudanum and all that. Yeah. And that's just hilarious. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a hilarious it, scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I've seen, yeah. Right. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, definitely being on set watching it was... It's just funny with you sitting there, and you got the two people <laughs> next to you, and you got those big glasses on, yeah. that magnifies your eyeballs. And, and then they, they, they are in their whole, costumes, yeah. and they look so amazing. You got the little black hat? Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot the headband. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, very, very fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad I was able to. I'm glad Felicia gave me that, this storyline awesome. for this season. Yeah, she was jealous that she didn't have it herself. <sighs> I, I, I lucked out. Yeah. Hey, Guildies, I'm here with Marissa Tancheron. Cool. Here, do you want me to get get, nope. get rid of him? No. Do you want me to put him down? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. Okay. Um, let's keep heading him. Yeah. Um, cool, so what else happened in that episode? I guess that was it. So you, uh, um, Claire comes back. You're, Claire comes you're back. You're having tea. We're having tea. And she and wants then, to join you guys. Yeah, and she wants to join us, and then I think Gerald is the one who... Is sort of open to the idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then so we recruit her, but we don't really recruit her no, officially. We have her. to test her out That's first. That's right. Yeah. Which I think happens in. That's the in another. Next yeah. Episode. So let's go ahead and talk about that episode mm-hmm. now. So we come back and Claire is back again. She's sitting with you guys. Mm-hmm. She has the great goggles on oh, and a little so tiny cute. hat. Yeah. And. Um, you guys are putting her through the test. Yeah, we're putting her through her paces. Uh, and she fails miserably. Yes. And then we sort of yeah. now, shoo her off. One of my favorite scenes is <laughs> you guys doing the pose. Oh, yeah. One person would do it, and I mean, you guys did it so... You timed it perfectly. <laughs> well, that's, would that, do it that's and... thanks to Sean. Because I think at first, all of us were sort of going for like a Vogue-ish yeah. type thing. And... Uh, I was always going really soft with it, and I think Jillian was like doing some sort of like karate chop motion, and then Gerald always was coming up with something different at every at every point. But uh, I think Sean finally was like, "Let's all do it together now, <laughs> on the count of three. <laughs> but I'm sure it was uh, a joy to watch us finally get to the yeah more timed out perfectly in sync uh pose yeah yeah but I, yeah i mean just sort of exploring it on set you know diving into it further yeah you know us as a trio um i'm sure there's some great outtakes oh i'm sure yeah <laughs> and also like you know i was the only one that didn't go full brit because felicia on my first day she was like well have it be sort of more pseudo English accent like she's trying really hard yeah. you know deep down she's worked really hard at trying to get there um, but then when the three of us are together they were so full blast like English accent that mine just sort of gets all muddled <laughs> like I think I commit to it a little bit more but then like I'm like oh but wait she's supposed to be trying so I think maybe that might <laughs> To, yeah, my fault if it comes off like she doesn't know what she's doing. That girl, that one girl with the accent, it's not working. <laughs> um, but I think it, you know, regardless. Yeah. I think it's, it goes with the character. Yeah. If you're trying to be, yeah. you know, I think it's really, it's yeah. so much fun. Um, something we didn't talk about in the last episode mm. is your booth. Oh my God. What did you think God. of the booth itself? Greg Aronowitz. That's his Yep, name. that is. That's how you say his last name. That is, that is correct, yes. <laughs> Tangerone, Ronaldo, 
Um, I could not believe my eyes. Uh, I cannot believe. <laughs> no, now I'm plugging. I'm plugging Dr. Horrible too. Oh, that's to right. Uh, no, uh, you heard it here, guys. Not for a while. Don't hold me too No, we fast. know they're making it. That's yeah. all we know right now. Um, I was floored. Absolutely floored. And then he gave me this fan that also had like little trinkets on it, which I'm not sure you can even see. Yeah. I'm not sure if there was a close-up on the fan. But even down to my fan, it had like little, uh, 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 what are those called? The wheels. The, uh, the little cogs? Cogs, thank yes. you. Um, no, that's what I loved about his, I mean, <laughs> so much detail. I mean, you were in it, so I mean, yeah, there's so much detail, and none of that I makes didn't... it on camera. You I know. know. 90% of it, no one will see. I know. It's for you, and for the for you to get into your mood, and... I know. You know, that's what I love about it. It was awesome. Yeah. And uh, in between takes, I would just be fascinated by another little detail that I hadn't noticed five minutes before. Yeah. It. He really... He, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, just over the course of the years and knowing Felicia and then getting to know everyone in the Guild family, mm -hmm. like Kim Evie and Sean and you and uh, the handful of other people in the cast and yeah. Amy, all those, uh, it, yeah. it's, it's been a blast. Yeah. I think I am going to put this cat down. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Kenny. I'm here with Sean Becker. We're here discussing episode 7. Alright, let's jump right in to the Codex webcam. For 107, that yes, is the... Uh, she's crying and she's happy and she's crying. Yeah, yeah. The, it is hilarious. Yeah, that's um, uh, one of my favorite ends of a uh, webcam. Just the uh, shift back, back and forth at the end. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I really like all the webcams this season, actually. It's been so nice good. to... Um, do something a little bit different, even though we're in the same room. So yes, uh, the webcams have been a lot of fun, and um, I, I was thinking back to episode one because that's the only one that's in her familiar spot, and that feels like five years ago. Yeah. Like I, so I can't different. even. And it was it was funny because um, I had to, I had to look back on on some of the earlier episodes for something, and uh, I was like, man, I remember all this, and it was like an episode aired two. It was the. Um, the 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 con one when she first when they the first when she first walks in and I feel like that that was maybe two months ago like, <laughs> that, that, that did not come out three weeks ago yeah it's moving quick that's so funny so um yeah no uh, I thought it was a very funny one I I mean I, I think uh, it's a good follow up because last um, episode we had the hungover codex that was, that's um, my favorite which I think is so gonna far. be I think that's gonna be the favorite I mean I know actually I think ep twelve might um I don't know if you know which one that is. But uh, Felicia's wearing some interesting. Oh uh, yes, I do know which one that is. Uh, no, I still like clothing. I, I still like the hungover alone, one. Hungover one's gonna be the best. But but I uh, I, I I always get a good laugh out of the last little bit of, yeah. of this one. Yeah. Uh, and then the very first scene we see is the Tink Codex heart to heart, which has to be my favorite scene between those two. Yeah, I remember it's you. So good. I remember when you even saw the assembly cut, yes. and it's a lot. It's it's almost a minute shorter now. Yeah. Um, than I noticed the assembly before was like half the episode, and that's something that we don't really. I, I think in feature length form we can get away with that, but the thing is, is we've got you know uh, everyone. There's so many different storylines going on. We're really worried about. Um, 
letting the scene go on too long. too long. And so, like, for the last couple episodes, we've actually been splitting up scenes. Like, in the, I guess we'll, we'll get to it when we do, but there's a scene, um, the Vork Blade scene. I noticed All the Vork's Blade stuff was one scene. I noticed that. So we, we split that up, and, and sometimes it's the call of leashes and sometimes uh, I'll just do it or I'll even tell the editors like split split these up and no yeah. one will even say anything yeah because um, we just don't I mean it was the same deal with uh, um, Kodak's eating the cookies with Zab that was a four and a half minute scene that still is a four and a half minute scene so now we split we so, split it was, so we, we couldn't really split this one so instead I just like you know, we, we just wanted to get t- to the point. We, we didn't want it to linger too much. It was, I think it's still the same message that we had before, yeah. um, getting to the point of, of what's going on. But it, it's interesting because this is an episode where uh, six is, is definitely right now the fan favorite. But the cool thing about seven is that, like, we get back into the, the, the story mm-hmm. and, and we learn some things this, this season. So we learn a lot about Team, like a lot I just about lo- Team. But I love her vulnerability. You see a whole different side of Team. Yeah, and I love when she apologizes yeah. to Kodak. And then Kodak has the best line where she says that she needs to live her life less. So yeah, the the, the delivery that. of that line is awesome, it's and, and, so and it makes the scene. Good. There are two moments that Felicia's had so far that, that have just been like, I mean, like, not that the rest haven't been, but like the parts that really stand out for me yeah. is that line, and then when she says "too soon" to uh, Zabu in in mm. the bathroom, like that little moment between them funny. at the end. Yes. Uh, but like, just I don't know the the, the, the attitude. Just it, it makes it just a nice little moment in yeah. like all this chaos that's that's going on. Because you know the thing is, is the show is very silly, and, and it's just gotten sillier. And you have, when you have characters like Vork, you know yeah. it's it's hard to balance it, so you don't. You know, one thing that we like to do is we want to make sure that when we do get into the serious scenes, like, there is still, like, of course, every scene still got jokes, but, yeah. like, that scene is definitely a more serious oh, yeah. scene, and, and Tink's a lot more vulnerable, but you need it to be believable, and so I, I think the thing before is, like, in the original cut, we lingered on way too long, so, like, we had to find, like, a medium to where she's still being Tink, yeah. and it's not just a, it's, it's not a complete 180, you know, it's like... Even just a little vulnerability is a huge deal for Ting, so we didn't want to like turn her into like a different character yeah. all of a sudden. And and it, and it could have been edited that way to where she all of a sudden like you wouldn't be believing you wouldn't believe that it was Tink. But I, I think the way it is now yeah. um works really well. And you know, we we cut out just a couple lines out and I think I quickened the, the pace on a couple of things and then a couple of her takes I had changed from the assembly because it was just a little bit more where we saw little glimpses of her doing like the sarcastic look still yeah, yeah, yeah. and like not looking too vulnerable. But um I love that, and then I love the uh, her taking off her costume, and mm. she's wearing the same thing. The underneath. same outfit, yeah. yeah, very funny. So, um, no, that was a that was a good scene to shoot. I mean, it was yeah. a very hard scene to shoot because by that point, that was I was so sick of that room. Like I, yeah. Now, why? Let me ask. Why was the door open? Because I, I wondered about that. The door scene. was something. Where I'm like, how many? Co- I don't ever leave my hotel room door open when I'm at a convention. Center. It was just. A, uh, it was just a change in scenery because so just something different. Yeah, because the thing is, is we've got Codex up against a curtain the entire thing, yeah. and we have um, Tink up against the door. You know, and it was something where I think we left it open in the first take, and then I just said, just leave it. Or I could be completely lying about that, and may have been a choice <laughs> that the. Uh, because what we do is, you know, obviously it's really hot, so we're going I'm in just and gonna, out. Yeah, but it's so too in, hot in the room. I want, I want to say, I'm just going to make this eyes. <laughs> I don't know what the reason really was, but uh, we, you know, so everyone's in and out. But then with the door open, it just, it just gave it a little bit more depth and energy, yeah. just, yeah. just visually. Because the thing is, is, there's not a lot of variety in shots. Like I, I, I get as many angles as I possibly can to yeah. keep things interesting. And that's one scene where I was really restricted. Yeah. And I didn't want it to be shot of Codex, shot of Tink, yeah, shot yeah, of Codex. Yeah. So fortunately, we got a couple different angles to break it up a little bit. Um, and then just on Tink's shot, like if, if, 
if if you go back to episode two when everyone's leaving the room, yes. um, you'll notice it's just a white door. Yes. And it's just a big blank wall. And yes, yeah. the hotel's supposed to have that kind of depressing look, but I, I don't know. It was one of those things where it's like so- we're like, you know what? It doesn't. Like, we, we don't need to really explain it. Like, they just keep... The, I mean, like, we've been keeping it open all day because it's yeah, hot in here, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was one of those things where we just kept it open for uh, for, for depth, and there was no real... Re- it was definitely a visual choice. Cool. That makes um, sense, because, I mean, you shot so many times in that room, so it gave it a different look. Yeah, it was just something different. So, yeah. like, when you look at her, it just... You know, I just didn't want to break up. Yeah. I wanted to break up the scene a little bit so we could keep, like, those moments and just keep it going. It's, it's something that probably... I don't know, maybe, I mean, you noticed it, so, you know, maybe people will, I but... Just, I was just wondering... No, it, it's actually they, a good question to ask, because... Uh, maybe there was a reason, but that sounds good. I mean, the visual, to break up that wall, because it would have just been a white, big white wall. Yeah, I mean, and you look at that for three minutes, and it would have probably... And, you know, just, you know, it's just nice to have, like, that color in the yeah. shot and, and yeah. whatnot. It wasn't a creative choice whatsoever. It was just, like, something that we just thought was nice, because Codex literally because that great curtain the yeah. entire time, so, like... Hers isn't flattering, you know, and so it's like we were trying to do what we could with that room, and so we've already, you know, had them have breakfast in there, and, and that's okay because there's so many people in it that they're kind of the scenery and they're mm-hmm. kind of the, the set dressing, but when there's only two people, we have a lot of blank space to fill, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah. All right, well, the next scene is what we were talking about earlier, is the Vork, uh, Madeline, and Blade scene. Yeah, which, which was cut into two. But we're just going to talk about it as one big scene. Yes, of course. Um, just because it'd be easier than going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So that's where um, Vork is obsessing over Madeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blade decides to take things. I love Vork's reaction. Does he call him boy? Stop boy? Yeah. Uh, freeze. Freeze boy. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Well, you know what's great about that is that wasn't actually in the original cut because it was just him going, wait, wait, and then he yeah, would yeah, follow yeah. him. But the thing is, is like... Now we had to jump because even the like Zabu and Neil Gaiman scene that was later on in the episode. Like, in like the order of, of things originally in this episode was Tink and Codex, uh, Zab, uh, Vork, Blades, and Madeline, mm-hmm. that whole entire thing. Then the Steampunkers, mm-hmm. then Zabu, then ending on um, uh, Tink, and, Tink and her family. I guess I can say spoilers because people, yeah, they're gonna get so, that anyway. So. <laughs> so, that was the original order, and yeah. so, um, it was actually, it was actually, this was Felicia's idea. She's like, why don't we just do it this way? And there was really no reason to put the Zabu scene there. It just was like, it just felt like we break it up, and then the Clara scene just seemed to fit nicely yeah. near the end of the episode. Um, because I think we had had, uh, you know, two long scenes. It was good to have, like, a jokier scene in there with the whole Godfather theme. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a second. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, with, with that scene, uh, I had to find a cut point because there was – we didn't shoot it that way. Yeah, 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 So, like, fortunately, on that one take, Jeff said, freeze, freeze, boy. And then I – it was just enough space for him to leave frame to yeah. make it an empty frame so we could cut to the next scene. And originally – I mean, if I had – I didn't have enough space because the problem is that one, one frame further, we would have seen the camera crew. Oh, Gotcha. Because uh, the camera, because there was a second take where we cleared everybody, but he didn't say boy at the end. Oh, right? gotcha. So it was like freeze, freeze, and it just I felt like the boy just had That's to go so in. So funny, yeah. So it's a kind of a hard cut out. I, I originally I would have preferred to have him leave and keep a couple space and then start fading in the Godfather music. Yeah. Cut to the next scene, but it was just not. I mean, we were lucky enough to even have a cut point, so I'm yeah. not even complaining yeah. about it. Yeah, but then that scene continues. Yes, with uh, Vork and Blades approaching Madeline. Yeah, and Vork's and uh, Vork... meeting Madeline for the first time yes. after being his. Uh, and he's stumbling over his words as he normally does. Yeah, and now uh, none of that scripted. That's just Jeff being Jeff. 
No, that was. Uh, I mean, he's doing like. Uh, I mean, he's at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure the that. like the Jerry Lewis channeling <laughs> he was doing was was intense. I, I mean, I, I definitely. Knew I know that, the lines yeah. were written for. Him. Yeah, like, all his little inner bits. I mean, I'm sure in. the like. Yeah, I, I mean, I I guarantee you look at the script and it's not verbatim whatsoever. Yeah. I'm sure he had his little thing, and and that actually was one thing I never touched. It was just, um, it was just. One of those scenes where it just made me laugh, and I'm I'm trying to make a, th- a thing this season just because you know we we are on such a tight tight schedule. I, yeah. I usually like have to look at other options, but, yeah, but that yeah. one it was just so funny. I just that little exchange I left alone. But one funny thing about this scene is I remember on set, um, I was always against the donkey thing, always. Like even when we did the uh, read through, he did it, and like just because it's Jeff doing it, yes, it's still funny. But mm-hmm. I actually, and this is me saying this, I on set was like, hey, and I had him do one without it, and I remember Felicia was like, how come you didn't have him do it? And I was just like, I gotta be honest, I think it's too stupid. Like I think it's really <laughs> dumb, and that's me. Like yeah. I suggested the laugh track last season in one of the episodes, <laughs> and and, uh, and I've added a lot of really dumb stuff that I've, I've fortunately gotten away with uh, but that was the one moment where I'm like I think it's just too it doesn't fit it's weird and I was the total minority because at that point like we had everyone around Video Village and everyone's like what are you talking about yeah. like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen I'm like really I'm like I gotta be honest I don't I don't it think it works yeah. it doesn't work and so um, when Jeff had done it before he would put his hand out like he was gonna say something and then he would go he would uh, put his hand out, and instead of talking, he would go, hee-haw, yeah. hee-haw, and I, I was the only one not buying it, and so everyone's like, no, it's, I'm like, really? And I'm like, okay, well, like, if ever, I mean, I'm, I'm going to listen, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. not, it's not even like a peer pressure thing, I was just like, yeah, like, if everyone thinks it's funny, then I'm probably just wrong. Yeah. So I'm like, Jeff, do, do it again on this one, and so he did it differently, though, where he just kept his hands to his side and just did it, and then it's funny, and you'll catch it. He says it once, and then on the second one, he's kind of he gives a look like like he's it's not it's out of his control that he's doing it like it's yeah. a reflex, and he gives yeah. this weird puzzled look as he's doing it, which I lost it, and I'm like I turn around, I'm like all right, I get why it's funny now, and so thankfully uh, everyone That's was there because yeah. I, I honestly if I didn't get that feedback, I probably wouldn't have had him do it. It would have been cut. Yeah, yeah I probably yeah. just would have had him just like stutter or stammer or something, but um, yeah, it really makes me laugh now. So it's hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was a funny thing. I'm trying to think of anything else. We have uh, Richard Hatch in that. That's in right. That Richard scene. Hatch joins us because I remember when we cast for Ollie. Year. Last year, the pirate boss, um, yeah. and the reason why I'm, I'm saying is I don't know, you know, it's a, it's a casting thing. I don't know. It's not that like, you know, it was one of those things where Richard was our guy, and then you know, also like the appeal of having Richard Hatch was like yeah. always nice too. But he nailed it, it. He was really funny. Yeah, we thought it'd be funny to have him as the boss, and then, um, and then Frank walked in, and that was it. And we're like, yeah, he's like he's <laughs> Ollie, like yeah. he is. But Richard Hatch was an honorable mention, you yeah. know, for Ollie. But he was he would have been it. So it was like, in, at the end of the day, like we had to choose between the two, and so we're like, well, we know the convention season's coming up, and that was actually what the, the deciding factor helped us with because yeah. we really liked Frank a lot. But we we're like, well, where can we use Richard? Because he had an awesome audition. He was super nice to us. And then we're like, well, you know, where the convention next season, like. It would he would actually fit better in the convention because that's his scene and so yeah. it ended up working out great. Yeah, yeah. And um, we had him just for the one day. I wish we would have had him for yeah. a later scene, which I can't mention. Yeah, we I guess, can't talk but, about. Uh, uh, but I mean, it was good but to was just fun. get what we fun. could. And, and he wasn't even there very long, but he just uh, yeah, he kind of just showed up, nailed it, and, and moved on. Like all right, um, 
So let's move on to one of my favorite scenes, which I didn't know it was even being shot because it was never on the schedule. This was a pickup day. The Neil Gaiman. Yes. Because I didn't. You guys tweeted a picture, but it was in the script. I don't remember ever reading it. It just said comic writer. Maybe that's what it was because I didn't know. Who no, no, no. Because no, we didn't have anyone until last minute because we were looking around and. You know, we were asking a lot of people, and so there was a big debate over who we could get because, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Felicia doing the Dark Horse comic, Felicia being Felicia, like, you know, she definitely does a lot of comic writers. So the thing was, is, you know, Neil Gaiman, in my opinion, I'm like, well, we'll never get him. So let's, you know, take a look at other creators. And we had a few uh, who we were considering, but I was like, I don't know, like, you know, we need someone like a Neil Gaiman or like a, uh, even like a Joss Whedon or something, like, where people are going to have to recognize them because if, you know, a lot, you know, writers are, are writers and yeah, a lot of people don't recognize. But Neil yeah. Gaiman's, you know, one of those guys and I don't even know what it was and it was not even on our list and I, and I Felicia had met him. Yeah, I saw the picture where she met him. At some event, uh, I, I, we actually had met him at Comic-Con two years ago. The very first Guild panel that we did at Comic-Con, uh, we were in the green room with him. Mm. It was him and Terry Hatcher. They were doing uh, things for Coraline. And we met him there, and I was so nervous to meet him because Neil Gaiman to me is like what Nathan Fillion must have been to everybody else. Yeah. Like, he, like him, like I was. It's gonna be one of those things where people probably, a lot of people probably won't know who that is, but the people who do know who it is are gonna we'll get limp. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Because Neil Gaiman is not known, and it's nothing. Nathan Fillion. That's one of my favorite scenes in the entire season is that Vor Nathan Fillion scene, but. Which we didn't um, get to talk about because we didn't talk last episode. Yeah, yeah. So, but but that's probably my favorite. That's one I've rewatched a hundred times. And I got to be honest, that's one that hasn't really been touched. Like the editor just nailed it on that one. I was like, it's so funny the way it is. Like I, I may have added like a blade's glance, and that was it. But like I'm like, I don't even want to touch it. It's so damn good. Yeah. But that's one of my favorite episodes. And so, but but the thing is, Nathan Fillion's an actor, so you're seeing him on screen. But still, Neil Gaiman in the scene. And the thing is, is I think Neil Gaiman did a great job. Oh, like yeah, he was awesome. And he was very easy to work with. He took direction well. He would want to take something again. He's like, no, no, I, I, I know. So like, even the, the, the little like the the desperation and then the relief when he gets what he wants. Yeah. And and you know, no, he nailed it. And yeah. you know, I'm, I was talking to Sandeep about it. And Sandeep is like, uh, this season is the greatest thing that could have ever happened to my acting. <laughs> He's got all these great oh, scenes, yeah. you know, and there's more to come. That's like true. I can't, uh, That's true. I don't have to look. But I love the fact with Sandeep and the, the bitch cat and him. Petting yeah, him. which I don't know if people know that that's bitch cat because I know we had the posters before, yes. but they were always out of focus and it was that's always true. a very background thing. I know at Mega Game Ramacon there was a bitch cat booth, so maybe through that. But he's got the little plush little. bitch cat, which is good to finally get some exposure. But it, I, I hope people know what that is because yeah. I, I think. It's, well, I think I think the diehard fans will know because it's in the Clara picture, her drawing. It's shown up in bits and pieces. I mean, it's it's the, it's the main deal in the Guild Hall when when yeah, Guild Hall transforms. It's, right. it's, 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 it's the main it's the Borg statue. That's right. Um, so, so that's true. So you know, I mean, I think diehard Guild fans will get it. Yeah, you know, because they have seen this cat here and there. So yeah, just like they'll get Sir Luke a lot, you know. Yes. Yeah. Where a lot of people still may not know what that yeah. is. Well, I mean, there are people also getting more bullied. In the last season, last yeah, episode. which I was super excited about because yeah, I had never, I've never met. Because the thing is, is with the oh, well, I guess we'll talk about that in a second. Um, or wait, no, that, that was last episode. That was last episode. So we can't. So I'll talk about. We can talk about now. Yeah, yeah whatever. So Lord, Lord Bolio, the thing with Lord Bolio is, you know, that was fan 
Those were fan uh, submissions. Yeah. Well, his wasn't. But his wasn't. His was a, a friend of. He was a friend of yeah. Ken's, but we wanted to get him in there. But the rest of them were all fan submissions. Yeah. But the thing was, is he was supposed to just be a little blurb, and that was it. He was yeah. supposed to be just one of this montage. But we loved his tape he sent in. So, and we used like maybe one tenth of it. Like yeah. we should have probably released the entire thing as like a DVD extra or something because the whole thing is really funny. And then at the end he just cracks. He's like, all right, then I'm done. <laughs> and he loses the accent. Yeah. So I use that in, the, in that scene where at yeah. the end he drops the actor. All right, fine, I'm leaving, you know, yeah. and, and storms off. But um, I was so excited to see him because I, I, you know, he's in the show, but I, you know, he, he sent that in. Yeah. So I never even met him to that day. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I really hope people recognize this. And sure enough, you see Lord Bolio oh, yeah. in the comments. And I was that, that, that made my day. I love just those little things that people. It's remember. such an Easter egg, though. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, though, you know, it's still a funny scene. Um, oh, it's great. But to know that little extra bit. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So the Neil Gaiman thing was cool. But it was one of those things where when Neil Gaiman walked in the room, I'm just like, holy shit. That's Neil Gaiman, yeah. you know, and <laughs> and uh, but no, he was really cool to work with. Uh, very nice guy, um, and it's cool because after we were done, and this is just for my own personal benefit. Like even I got to talk about Batman for like twenty minutes, which nice. was like a, like highlight of like my <laughs> deep life. Because he had written this story, and then if you're a Batman fan, it's called Whatever Happened to the Cave Crusade. It's a story he wrote. I want to say at this point maybe two three years ago. It's in trade paperback form now. It's brilliant. It's it's just such a good yeah. story and. And um, it's funny because it feels like it's like his love letter to Batman. Like I can't imagine him ever writing for Batman ever again after this. It's like he kind of like defined him yeah. in the story and like kind of gave him like a farewell in the story. And uh, and then when I talked to him, he's like, "Yeah, that was my love letter to Batman." Basically, oh, he nice. said the exact same thing, which, which was cool. <laughs> so um, cool. Uh, so yeah, no, it was good. He was he was great. I mean, that was just a fun scene. I'm glad we got to get like uh, uh, Anon. Uh, Patrick, you probably haven't even seen the final version of it, but he scored because uh, I think we had a temp track from The Godfather in yes. there just yeah. for mood. Yeah. But um, Anon uh, Patterson, who does uh, a lot of our scoring, um, he, he did, did a, a piece he, for he did a great piece for it. he like nailed it. And it's nice. so fun. And, like the cool thing about having his score is that he'll pick up on the little beats in the story yeah. and just enhance them a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have, the, we have the Master Chiefs in there. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I, I don't know if the joke's going to sell as well as I had thought because it's just hard to take your eyes off of like the fact that Neil Gaiman was right there. <laughs> but um, like, watch that episode again and just look at Neil Gaiman's background. Don't look at him and you'll see how ridiculous it is. Like, like we got all these farm animal costumes yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's you know, supposed to be the super serious scene and then in the background you just see... Uh, and we got Jeff Winkler, our... Um, line producer he was dressed in a pig outfit and he's on the computer oh, pig. Okay. watching uh, he googled a bunch of pictures of pigs like his own nice. personal pig porn nice. I'm doing air quotes here you can't see him <laughs> but uh, and he was like yeah so it was just him scrolling through pictures of pigs you can't see because it's out of focus yeah. but that was there we had Greg Ronowitz in the background there yep. Kim Evie uh, yeah. I think Pooja and Red were back there yep um, it's really cool yeah yeah no that was a pickup day we shot that was one of the very last things that we had actually shot very cool. Let's move on to, the, of course, one of my favorite scenes is the Clara with the steampunk. Yes. Um, she's, doing her, she's like going through her trials. Yes. Doing the test and failing miserably. Um, yes. And let's, we had, you since you weren't in the last episode where we introduced Doug and, and Jillian, mm-hmm. um, how was it working with those guys? They were great. It was. It's funny. It was, that was just one of the scenes that just seemed like it was just going to be... 
you know, whether it's a testament to Felicia's writing or just the mood of it. I don't know. That was just one thing I think I was the most excited about everyone involved was. And and I'll be honest, like, you know, everyone just nailed it. Like, everyone just got it. Like, even in rehearsal. Like, we would mm-hmm. rehearse and they delivered it the same way you saw it. And we're just like, all right, that's, that's the way they should be. You know, like... <laughs> You know, they all kind of brought their own thing to the character, and, and yeah. you know, I would, you know, tell them when to say what and how to say it. But as far as like performance goes, like I, I gotta like say it. That was, yeah, you know, mostly all down. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, whose idea was it to do sepia? That was in the script okay. for that for that one. I know we did sepia last episode to yeah. introduce them. I threw that in, but it was based off of Felicia's note in the, and I remember it was one of uh, when Felicia wrote one of the, her first draft I went through with a red pen and I gave her thoughts and notes and when I read it it said Sarah wa- uh, Sarah Clara walks off sad um, in a sepia toned uh, film look with a with the title card yeah. and it was originally her going uh Wah! Oh, okay. So it was going to be W A A A A. That's funny. Yeah. And that was originally in, and I actually don't know why we did Sad Claire, but we just. It just. Sad Claire is sad. Yeah, I don't know who came up with that. I don't know if I did or Felicia did or, or Robin did. I don't even yeah. think we even got the the original Wan that was in there. I think the Sad Claire is sad is kind of like. It's just, it's just a nod to, like, you know, uh, you know, Hungry Sean is hungry, and, you yeah. know, like, uh, Will Wheaton does it a lot, you yeah. know, and. Uh, happy Wells, happy, and you know it's all. I, I don't know. Just it, it seemed like a funny little nod to like that that it's little uh, that little thing. And so, um, no, no, that was all in the script, and and uh, I actually had to go online to find that title card. And there was a company that just offered it for free as for credit. And, oh, nice. And, uh, Copycat Films uh, did it, and I just they just had it for free. I just took it off there. I added the title, and that's really so funny. Yeah, it's really fun. I don't. Yeah. It, it's fun. I love. I love the fact that Felicia does that too now. Like. You know, to add, and I remember in the script I just wrote yes with all these exclamation points because I'm like, I, I just, I don't know, it's, it's, like, I guess if you go back to season one, if you, if you watch season one of the Guild and then you watch season five directly after, you'd be like, what the hell happened? Why is yeah. it a cartoon now? There's been an evolution where we've been able to balance and have like, these little silly moments, which yeah. I think are really fun, that you would never be able to get away with on like TV, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, um, the fact that we get like all of a sudden have a scene turn to sepia, you yeah. know, or have Jeff C. Dollar bills in his yeah, eyes, yeah, you know, yeah. like stuff like that is just uh, it's fun and, it's so and, and I'm glad it's good. But then in the same moment, you can have like a serious scene. It's just it's yeah. a nice variety. This this episode is chuck full of. I mean, every episode is chuck full of information. Yeah, there's a it's lot. Like this one, I this one, I want to say more more so. I think. Because everyone has a surprise. I know that like everyone made a huge deal about the whole Nathan Fillion cameo. I really yeah. didn't see too many comments about anything else. Everyone was just like Nathan Fillion. And they kept it a secret, which I'm so excited. Yeah, I was Nobody, surprised. Nobody didn't leak at all until Tuesday. When Unless you looked up the and deal. And even then, no, but it didn't leak at all until Tuesday, until it actually aired on uh, Xbox. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Everyone no one was shy. I mean, no one... And then it even kept quiet. Yeah, Thursday was bad. You know, a lot of people were still surprised. A lot of people when an article came out and it had a big old picture of Nathan Fillion on it. But go to the response page on that. Every comment mm-hmm. is Fillion or Captain or like yeah. you know Firefly or like that, this and that. And so, um, in this episode, I mean, I don't know if we have any like like as far as like cameos go. I don't know if we have a, like any reveals to that level of like you I mean, know I, I know that we have Richard Hatch which is a huge thing for Bellstar, but, but the thing is that people get the Fillion yeah. Felicia Dr. Horrible yeah. Joss Whedon combo yeah. where like I'm sure people were waiting for that to happen yeah. and I guess I can say this now because it doesn't matter this is actually um, 
Uh, I remember a while back I had asked Felicia, like, so what's Nathan Fillion going to be in this? And she said he's going to be Blades' dad. Yeah, I remember when that... I don't think that's been mentioned yet. No, no, I'm, but like I mentioned, no, because it's yeah, not going to yeah. happen. No, yeah, but originally, no, I, do, I do remember uh, her telling me And it that. was going to be in this season, uh, but we, um... You know, I guess it wouldn't have worked because it would be weird to see. Even though Aaron Gray plays a character yeah. on 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 the show, I, I don't think we wanted to take too many people That's and mix them with the celebrities because Entourage does that a lot too. Whereas yeah. like Seth Green plays himself on Entourage. I mean, he's not himself; he's a fictional version of himself. Yeah. Um, but then you got William Fickner who plays uh, a, a producer. He doesn't play William Fickner, so yeah. like, there's that blurry line. Yeah. You know, so like with us, we've got. You know, we've got Aaron Gray, or we've got Simon Helber, who plays Kevin. Like he's yeah. play Simon Helber in the show. We got Will Wheaton, who doesn't play Will Wheaton yet. Brett Spiner is in there. You yeah, know? yeah, so yeah. there is that funny kind of blurring. Yeah, in there to where um, I think if we weren't at the convention, I mean, I was. I mean, this was like two seasons ago though, when Felicia was like, "Yeah, like Fillion's gonna be playing yeah. his dad." We're gonna reveal that at I one remember. point, and then now it just became like a camp. But I think it was a good trade-off. Oh, yeah, everyone so loved much. it. Yeah, and that scene, God, it's Jeff Lewis is like. Like, watch that scene again and just look at Jeff the entire time. Mind you, Jeff had never met Nathan prior yeah. to that. And it's just Jeff just, like, knowing his character so well and just nailing it. And, like, just being such a jerk. It's so and it's good. great to see the comments of people just like, F you, Vork. <laughs> and I hate Vork now. Why could you do that? How did you give him a free lunch? And, like, how could you turn away Nathan Philly? Yeah. And, but good it's just, stuff. like, Jeff is just so damn funny. And, and, and that scene... You know, and that was from the start. It wasn't like we had to, like, build that point. Like, he knew the scene, and yeah. he just knew that he had to... Like, he knew that, that the joke was, like, now we have Nathan Fillion, and Vork's the one, of course, to shoo him away. Yeah. Whereas, you know, that could have been a seasonal thing, you yeah. know? And, yeah. And, and he just goes away. And Nathan just sad goes away, and, and mm, he's so Hits that picture. That was his idea. I know. Because I, I told him, I'm like, hey, uh, and I had staged a girl to come up to him, and he was just supposed to ignore her. And yeah. he's like, you'll like this better. And then he just did it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right. That was a fun day. I mean, uh, I won't talk too much more about this, but I remember, like, because, you know, a lot of the fans the Guild are obviously Joss Whedon fans, oh, yeah. like the horrible fans. So, like, and we've had a lot of great guests on the show, but that was the one time where everyone it was like just this like but 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 it wasn't awkward it was like he was so inviting and like everyone oh, it was great you yeah. know he took pictures of people and, and yeah. everyone was but it wasn't like this weird hushed thing yeah, yeah. it was just like everyone just there was just so much excitement about this scene you had to shoot but uh yeah but yeah no that was a lot of fun but that that was that's last episode yeah this is what happens when we don't talk for an episode we have to it's fine because I'm the only one on this to, podcast I mean, that's so right I mean, you're the only one so let's get back to 107 there's one more scene which is a great scene because it reveals a lot of information this is the Tink meet you meet Tink's family, or we find out that Tink. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, we you meet the family. We've, we've met the family, kind of. Well, we, yeah, we've which seen the caught, which I love that some people have caught it. What have people said? People have caught that that was Tink's mom and dad because now that when the sisters were revealed to be white, yes, they now realize well, prior that she runs away when she pushes Clara and says an escape route or yeah, yeah. That they realize that now that that's her. But mom prior dad. to the sisters reveal, though, I didn't because I I, I realized no, I didn't. You're right, they didn't. No, I noticed that everyone's that like, time. oh, and it's funny because I guess in that shot, uh, Edith is a little bit more in focus than mm. Floyd is, even though you see them both. But just the, the focal point of that shot, you see, because it's a very very fast mm. shot, oh, yeah. and yeah. we didn't want to linger on it too much. 
but it was just enough to see that there were two people there, enough to maybe go back and see it. But we wanted to see it. Like, and then the reason for that was to see it as fast as team saw it. Yeah. For it to look, register it, just enough to make sure that it's two people and turn away. We didn't want to just hang on yeah. it. Because it wouldn't have been realistic to see just stare at them. Yeah. It's like you see something, oh, shoot, i got to get out of here. Yeah. And then you turn away. So, yeah. Uh, and I was wondering if people were going to... Um, just know it off the bat, and I was surprised that Again. no one said it. Not but yeah, I, I mean, like, I definitely see the the scissors thing because it's the second time Tinks yeah. freaked out. So of course, like, that makes sense. But now it's it's funny to see it all come together. So good. Yeah, it's uh, they're so funny. That scene is so good. Yeah, I'm super happy with it. Yeah. Wait, have you seen? Did you see the one I just sent you? Yes. Which with version the, was it? V five. Uh, I don't know if it's four or five, but I saw the one with the sister, the twins. Now, oh, okay, so yes, you've yeah. seen you've seen the second to last version. Yes, the last version only I've seen because okay. I shipped it three this morning. Nice, and so uh, it's no so one even. So let's go ahead and talk about the, let's talk about the twins because that hasn't been discussed yet. Really? Yeah. Even in the last, oh, no, because I guess it was not. such a quick shot of them dancing, and they were I was, separate. I was saving it for later. Gotcha. For the story of how this all happened. So let's go ahead and talk about Leslie Crystal. Yes. Who is, she plays the twins. She plays uh, both uh, Lara and Tara. Yes. And how I'm she... surprised I actually said that right. I, I really <laughs> see it. It's funny because we have like a reel of uh, Tink or Amy saying um, Laura and Tara, oh. Laura and Tara. Oh, can I go back to one more thing about yeah. the uh, steampunk scene? I have to mention this. Okay. Doug Jones, um, he has a line where he says, we must create a respectable mise-en-scene. Yeah. Uh, and he had to have done it intentionally. And I remember I asked him about it, and he kind of just, like, smiled at me. He never gave me an answer. But we did, because, you know, there were, uh, we had the coverage on Alina and Lizette, the coverage on just Claire, the coverage on just Doug, and the coverage on all of them. Yeah. So take that times, like, two to three takes a piece. You know, we're, we're talking, like, uh, you know, him saying that, like, 12 to 15 times. Yeah. Every single Time he pronounced that a different way. Really? Every time. So I'm trying to do a gag reel thing right now where I string them all together. Yeah. That's so he'd be funny. like, we must just create a respect. And I, and I noticed it. And I'm like, so I would intentionally actually have him. I'd be like, Doug, can we get that line once more <laughs> just to see if twice in a row in the same different. take? Yeah. And sure enough, he's like, we must res- we must uh, do a respectable uh, mise en scene. Yeah. And then you do it again. I'd be like, Doug, do it again. We must. Uh, do respectable misconceive <laughs> and every time he did it differently and I was like that is just that's hilarious yeah like and he still has if you ever talk to him ask him about that because he never actually confirmed it with me that's funny. I think he just smiled and laughed which I mean I guess confirms <laughs> it but that is uh, so going back to Leslie yeah so basically uh, the story behind this which is you know it's going to be a huge story and I think it's like the Cinderella the it's the Cinderella yeah. story of, be on the DVDs. Of, of this season so I'll try to make this quick as it's, it's but it's a very interesting story so basically um, and I'm wondering what the fan response is going to be because no one has, has pointed out because what we've done with these shots and you haven't seen the latest version but what we did is last night uh, Chris Darnell the DP uh, added motion to that shot wow so when you see the the shot of them together, yeah. the camera's really shaky. Wow! And it's it's flawless. Like yeah. you believe that it's, it's two people. It's, it's one person. Yeah. Originally it was two though. It was always written as yeah. as, as identical twins that we were going to cast. Yep. And have we which never you guys did. we never thought which we did. So what we did is we cast a a pair of twins who were great in their audition, and and we had seen maybe like five pairs of twins that day and there were some ones that were really good but there was one pair that were like that this is Lara and Tara this is perfect yeah uh, it was the same it was it was uh, blonde twins uh, they were white 
and uh, so we cast him in, in, in the show. We're about to shoot this scene. Twins have not arrived yet. We're like, okay, well, where are they? And so, I don't know, I'm assuming it's Kim got a hold of them, and they were like, well, they were in Arizona the night before, and they're driving back. They're like, this was the night before we found this out. They yeah. were in Arizona. So they're like, we're going to leave like 5 a.m., We'll get there. You know, that was the last thing that we shot that day. So, like, we don't really need you guys until, you know, like, 3 o'clock or yeah. something like that um, at the latest. So, um, I don't know what it was. Maybe – I want to even say maybe we just got through our day a little quicker and got to that scene faster. So, we get to this scene where, obviously, the girls are in. So, we shoot the – Well, I know they said that they got two stunts stand-ins just to be safe. We had two stand-ins just to be safe. Today, the scene that we see in 507 – um, it's just them seeing for the Same first time. So we're able yeah. to do that, and we have the uh, twins off to the side, which I think we were just going to do anyways. Yeah. So that wasn't a problem. We're like, we'll shoot that part last. So the uh, twins weren't even there um, for that, that part. We're like, we'll just shoot them when they get here. So basically, to make a long story even longer, um, <laughs> they we're, we're, we're continuously checking in with them because yeah. now we're like, okay, we're like, all right, well, we'll shoot codex and tink first usually like i like to shoot a wide first mm -hmm. and then move in for coverage just in case then at least you have establishing yeah. yeah um which is usually the rule of thumb for for shooting scenes anyways but like oh, well, i guess we'll wait we'll shoot tink we'll shoot um codex we'll shoot uh floyd and um not floyd floyd's uh john and edith and then we'll shoot larry and tara last and then we'll shoot our establishing connection mm -hmm. everything so anyways, we keep getting updates. We're close. We're close. We're not close. We're not close. We're still five hours. We don't know where they are. <laughs> so we're finally done shooting everybody. Like, we can't shoot anymore. Like, yeah. we shot around the table. You know, there's nothing else we can shoot. Let's find out where they are. It's, uh, I want to say three o'clock. I could be wrong. They're like, yeah, we'll be there around six. So we're like... We'll forget it then. Like, yeah. we, we, we can't because we're supposed to be done by six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we still have to shoot an entire scene with these girls and then the scene prior where they meet, yeah. where, they yeah, see, yeah, yeah. where we see them for the first time. So, basically, like you had mentioned, so what we did is for Eyeline, what we did is we had two extras sit in for Lara and Tara and they had scripts and they just read their yeah. lines that's that way. Was one of them. You so know. That's why she had the one. No, 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 no. This is prior. Oh, this is prior. This to is that. when we're oh, shooting. Is, okay, gotcha. So when we're shooting. Um, codex in uh, Codex team. Gotcha, gotcha. John and Edith. We need to stand. So we had them that. there for yeah. our lines. We had um, yeah. you know them reading off the script. They did very well. And Leslie both, was one of them. Both girls did well. Leslie yeah. was one of them. Um, and I, I, I apologize if she's listening. I forgot what the other uh, the other woman's name was. But they were both great. But the thing was, is Leslie fit the description oh, yeah. better of 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 Tink's. Uh, sisters, yeah. Um, and this is us not knowing anything about Leslie, rather than like I didn't even know how she even like got into yeah. rehearsing. I assume someone just asked and she was available. Who she knows? was an extra. Well, she, was, I, well, I, she was a blood elf in yes, which I had to cut out scenes. because yeah. we couldn't see her before. <laughs> which is because she's like in the, she's the, still in it, but not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shot but, but, but she was in the montage. She yeah. should have been in the montage. She is in the montage. Yeah. No, no, she's not. In no, I know, but I'm saying I never should have been in the Blaze montage. But I had to take her because it's so obvious. But she looks so amazing in this outfit. It's like. Even her eyes have yeah. she had the contacts in there. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we get to you know the point. And mind you, I know nothing about Leslie. Like, I don't even know her name. I think at this point, they're just you know we have the stand-ins. You don't focus yeah. on, on the actors in the scene. So you know we go aside and we're like, well, what do we do? And it's like, well, okay, well, we'll just get you know two actresses. Yeah, Felicia mentioned something about doing. Uh, and we weren't going to do We're like, we're like oh, twins. Yeah, we're like, okay, well, no, we were just going to have them just be sisters. Oh, okay. 
But I want to say that we had already shot the line Twins That Rhyme, mm-hmm. which we could have probably cut out. Because um, we hadn't shot the like, party stuff yet yeah. or anything. Like, we had never seen them yet. So yeah. I guess it was okay. So we were going to do that. And then um, and then I think it was Felicia who was like... or I, I don't even remember. It was such a crazy day. But I want to say she was the one who was like, you know, or we could double them up. And I'm like... Yes. Yeah. I heard yes. You, I heard you got excited. Of course for it. we can do that. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, we take Leslie aside, Felicia, myself, and Kim. We're like, hey, can we show you for a second? She has no idea. Yeah. She comes over and we're like, hey, so here's the situation. Um, the part that you're reading for, we just let them go um, because they're not going to be here. So, and mind you, like, we're now behind schedule. Like, this is the worst solution to this problem for like yeah let's double yeah. them up and shoot like a crazy effect shot yeah but it was one of those no things planning. where it's like what a story this would be if mm. we pull it off so screw it let's just do it because we can you yeah. know we easily could have just had two sisters and yeah. the other girl would have been great for the other sister but we're like let's take leslie and double her up so we go and talk to her and i didn't even notice until after we were done shooting that she was not an actress nope. she was not no she literally in was a fan i actually don't know what she does for a living i, I think she does model though she does. She has. She's a very artistic person. Yes. Yeah. So she does do that. She's very. But she's not a creative. performer, no. I guess. No. Like, so and I didn't even know. So after I assumed that maybe she, you know, had done something because she was very good as yeah. as Lara and Tara, and so, you know, we, we take her aside and she's like, I could tell she's like, what the hell's going on? And yeah. we're like, okay. Um, and mind you, I didn't know she was a super fan of the show. I yeah. like I said, I don't know nothing about her. I just yeah. think maybe she she's she, hardcore. She, all I know, she may have just like been the friend of someone who was a fan of the show. Who yeah. knows? But now, then I learned all that, and we're like, so here's the situation. So um, we want you to play uh, two characters on the show. <laughs> That's a huge reveal. And she she was all for it. I yeah. mean, I mean, I'm sure. If I don't you think asked, she really understood. She just kind of who knows. Like, I mean, I'm, she went with it. I'm, I'm sure in her head, who knows what happened, but, like, I didn't, I mean, she was, like, I mean, I think the attitude was, like, let's just do this, yeah. like, and so she was all for it, so, you know, and, like, I have to give it to Felicia, she was the one who, the, the, the thing with me is, you know, like, in directing, I'm very direct, I'm yeah. very, um, if you're not doing something right, you know, I tell you to do it a different way, yeah. but I'm working with actors who know that it's not a criticism against yeah. their performance, so the thing with Leslie is I had to be very selective at first. And it was nothing against her. It was like I didn't want – because that's – I mean I can't even imagine her situ- – her, her uh, what's going on through yeah. her head. She's like now I'm on camera. I'm playing two characters. Like everyone's looking at me. This is all riding on me yep. coming through and not being a compromise, which it wasn't. In fact, yeah. it's an amazing story. Yeah. And so I was very selective in my, in my like direction toward her. I kind of let her go. And I would save it for the very end, and I'd be like, hey, do it this way. Because yeah. I didn't want to throw her off. I didn't yeah. want, but it wasn't that. It was Felicia. Felicia was the other twin. Yeah. And Felicia would do all the lines with her. I actually have a version of all this stuff with just Felicia oh, cool. as, as both character, which is very funny. And so, um, uh, yeah, so she just got into it, you know, did, uh, did you know, we went a few takes, yeah. warmed her up, you know, and, and I mean, the, the, the great thing was is that, you know, the character is supposed to be a very energetic character, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, Leslie just pulled it off, yeah. and she was able to do it, so, um, so, yeah, so, yeah, someone became one of the extra became two characters on a show, yeah. and that was a major plot point. And cr- yeah, she became a major character, and what's great is that, and I think I told Felicia this in the last episode, is that Tink is her favorite character. Oh, she, I see. I didn't know that. She wound up playing Tink's sisters. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. that. That's new to that's new to me. Yeah. So I mean, everything just gets better and better. Wow, so that's incredible. And, and, yeah. and so the thing is, is it wasn't so much like, hey, so for today, can you do this? It's yeah. like. And I remember Felicia saying, what's your schedule like today, tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. and then two other shoot days? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I'll clear my schedule like that. <laughs> and so she had to come back and keep doing it. And yeah. we had to keep finding... And you know she lives out... I did not know that. So she drove two, every two time. and a half hours. And we had a Valencia day. shoot at one point. Oh, yeah. You know, and so... Uh, yeah. That's a far way to travel, but I'm sure for her, like, that was, like, very exciting. Oh, yeah. But I know it was great. Like, I think I, I... But the great thing was after that first day, never a problem. She yeah. was great. She yeah. did direction well. She followed everything. It was just, like, in that moment, like... And I didn't know. Yeah. And so we're just, like, really trying to make sure that she's comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, there was never a criticism against her, but I wanted to take it as that. So, like... You know the scenes are just so funny with it's her, so and then let's talk about the two scenes that are in this episode. Yes. So the, the it's the first one where she waves, they both put their hands up to say hi to Tink, and then the second scene is them just looking at each other. Yes. Looking yes. It's it just two two shots, not not two scenes. Oh, I'm sorry, two shots. Yes. Um, and so uh, so yeah, I mean it was basically, I mean it was one of the last things we got. And so basically... So did you guys find a split point? Yeah, and if you look at it, there is like a bar between them. It's just one of the dividers in the hotel. Because yeah. like that, you know, most hotel conference rooms are like five conference rooms divided up. And then yeah. you open the one big one. So we just, you know, place them in a, in a moment. So obviously, you know, when you look at it, it's an obvious split screen shot. It's two people separate from each other, symmetrical. So the greatest thing that we did is that we added motion to those shots. So what I did is I, I, I we made it into one shot and then Chris Darnell gave motion to it. Because so the whole season's handheld. So yeah. we gave it a handheld look and actually kind of went a little overboard on it just to like not make it look like an obvious yeah. shot. So I'll talk about it next week yeah. when we... Um, I'll talk about it next week when we... I'm getting so many texts from DragonCon right now. <laughs> uh, when we talk about the actual scene, but... Yeah. Um, you know, I'll talk about what we had to do with those scenes. We made even more complex than we had to. Cool. But yeah, so, you know, those were very easy. I literally just, you stand here, you stand there, no one touched the camera at all. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. just shoot, they swap. And so Felicia always played the other sister. Yeah. Um, and I have a funny story, which I'll share next week, so remind me that about cool. Felicia uh, all right. in that. Cool. But let's just end this, uh, this conversation with uh, Tink's name. It's revealed. Uh, yes, April Lou. April Lou. Which, when I read the script, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I did not know. I remember reading I'm like, yeah, oh my God. And, <laughs> and, the, and the thing was, I knew that was going to happen at one point. I assumed maybe even this season, like, we were going to find out. Like, it was inevitable. Yeah. I think the teen comic had come out, and, like, yeah. I think there was some people thought it was going to Yeah, people thought it was going to be announced in the comic, but yeah. it didn't happen. Actually, I remember when I talked to you, you were bummed out about No, 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 no. You were bummed out about the comic. Yes. Because I remember you Because you, you told me before the, the comic, comic was even out. Me out. You and told I remember. me what it was. It was gonna be like several different stories. And I, and you had, I yeah. was so disappointed. And I remember telling you, like, in the, yeah. like, yeah, isn't this great? Yeah. And you were just like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, what? And you're just like, I want to find out about T. Yeah. And then you're like, so it's not resolved. I'm like, no. In fact, it gets way more confusing. <laughs> like, there's five possibilities, and they're all pretty much like, you yeah, know. yeah. And so but uh, this is what she was holding out for. So and it's so worth it. And that was the thing is like you know, Felicia never told me, and I had always like thought like you know it's got to be some weird name, but like yeah. I don't know. In a million years, I still would have never thought April, April Lou. Like, but it's yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. It's great. Yeah, it's such a great reveal. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thanks, Kenny. Hey guys, I'm here with Leslie Crystal. And uh, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. And let's first start. Uh, you were an extra during the convention scene. How did you hear about the whole being an extra thing? 
Actually, one of my friends put it on Twitter, and being a cosplayer, I decided I really... This was something I really wanted to do. Yeah. So have you cosplayed a long time? Is this something you normally do? Yes. Um, I typically do World of Warcraft cosplays, so... Nice. This was... Yeah, I imagine that. It was perfect fit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, if people don't know, what character were were you during the convention scene? During the convention scene, I was um, a World of Warcraft blood elf. Okay. Oh, that's right. I do remember your costume. That was awesome. Thank you. Very cool costume, yeah. Now, was that the only costume, or did you change? Um, I did a different variation of the Blood Elf, um, but yes, I mostly was a Blood Elf. Was a Blood Elf. Okay, great. And then um, you thought you were done. You did your thing. It was great. It was a fun day. Lots of celebrities and a busy, busy day. And then all of a sudden, did you get a call, or were you here to extra again? I was here to extra again, and that was Monday, and it was just kind of regular clothing, and I was also told I was going to be standing in for for a part. Yeah. So I came back on Monday. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you have the long blonde hair, and you're about the same height as... Yeah. And what would happen is uh, the two girls that were going to be playing Tink's sister, unfortunately, couldn't make it, and they said that you did such a great job delivering the line as the stand-in. They're like, well, why don't we just make her Tink's sister, and then we'll duplicate her and make her Tink's sister again. I mean, what are the odds of that? What were you thinking when they asked you that? Oh, I... This doesn't happen. <laughs> it's like, this isn't supposed to be real. I... No, it just... Yeah. There was no way I thought that could have ever happened because yeah. people think about that happening, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, are you an actress? No, I'm not. <laughs> I was. I was having fun just... Reading the lines, playing the yeah. role of that as as a stand-in. Yeah. But I no, I'm not an actress. I never imagined that would happen. Yeah. But you are a cosplay, so you do. Yes. You are dramatic, and you yes. can do that. The so performance. Yeah. Yes, and I yeah. enjoy so that's that. In you. Yes. That's nice. So what 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 did you did they just pull you aside and say we want to offer oh you the role? It was so frightening. For a second, they stopped, and everybody gets out of the. T- it was Felicia getting out of the table mm-hmm. and. Uh, meeting and conferring with all of her people yeah. and they kept looking over and I was freaking out I was like oh my god did what I do did something I do? wrong <laughs> yeah. no that was my first thought I was like yeah. what What did I do yeah. and then they pulled me aside and that's when I was really okay <laughs> something is really wrong and and then then they were really nice and they asked are you available da 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 day and then in my head I'm like, ah! <laughs> like now did you realize that you're going to be playing two roles well, uh, they told me, yes, but okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, not only was I one, I was both. Uh, playing yeah. twins. Yes. First time actress, playing twins. Playing twins. On a popular web series. I mean, how crazy yes. is that? And one that I was a big fan of. Yes. That, yeah. Yes. No, I mean, no, so... I mean, you know, you're like the ultimate fan's dream of actually... Not just extra, being an extra on the role, you know, a role. You got yeah. an actual prime role, two prime roles. Yes. Of being one of the biggest mysteries of the guild is Tink's family. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we find out she has sisters, two sisters, twin sisters, and they're you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's so, so crazy. It's a great story. Yeah. It's a great story. Wow. All right. So um, after you got over the shock of being a cast member now on the guild yes you know I mean are you prepared for what that's going to bring I don't because you know I don't think so and yeah known as Tink's sister now oh my gosh (laughs) first of all I love that like yes yeah but 
Oh my gosh, I don't think I'm prepared. Oh god. No, no, no. you didn't really even had time for it. You just kind of were no. thrusted in, and there you go. Yeah, and it didn't the whole time. I was. I mean, first I was in shock, and then and then I was just going along with everything. And really, it wasn't until I got home that I was like, "Is that real? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what yeah, was that? Did that? <laughs> yeah, yeah." Wow! Wow! Hey guys, I have a extremely special guest with me, the one and only and very beautiful Erin Gray. Uh, you may know her from Buck Rogers and Silver Spoons, and among many other things. I know I'm a huge, huge fan. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. And first, let's let's. How did you get involved with this? How did you become part of the Guild family? Uh, well, actually, I I uh, am Felicia's agent. Okay. I book her in personal appearances and conventions around the world. Nice. And um, so I started working with her a couple of years ago, and it was really funny because she called me up and she said, um, Hi, I'm Felicia Day, and I keep get getting asked to do these conventions, and I really don't have time, and I understand you, you know, you're the person I should be speaking to. And I'm like, okay, great. I had no idea who she was. Uh-huh. No idea. And so she says, well, I'm already booked at Dragon Con. She, Can you handle it for me? And I'm like, sure, great, yeah. So I had about... 10 people at Dragon Con that year and and all, all I remember is I had Mary McDonald who I was sitting next to and then Felicia was all at the other end of the line of tables and mm-hmm. all, I, all I remember is Mary McDonald looking down at this at this little redhead with this line that went out the door and down and she said who the blankety blank yeah. is the redhead you know and I said well, oh that's my client she said well her line's bigger than mine. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I said, you have nothing to worry about, Mary, believe me. But anyway, um, but that's when I first found out about her success, her yeah. popularity, and, yeah. and, and started learning more about what the Guild was all about. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then she uh, you know, wrote this part for me, which I thought was really sweet. It's such a great Isn't it lovely? It's, it's, it's so, so perfect. Like, like I say, it's so perfect for you. Uh, yeah. And I, I think the fans will be happy to see the... the die. <laughs> I know when I first heard that you were coming on, I almost... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, Yeah, nice. it's going to be so cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Very, very, very cool. Um, so the role was written for you. That's great. Yeah. You have to audition for it. No, which is always the best. The actors <laughs> always love that. My favorite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a situation recently where I had run into John Landis uh, at a convention. I was there with John Aston, and, mm-hmm. and I had John Aston on my left, and I had John La- Landis on my right. And I and I introduced myself to John, and I said, "Oh, by the way, I said I, I had my first audition with you in 1970, whatever it was, for Animal House." Mm-hmm. And I said I was very shy and I was really nervous. And I said, "The more you started cutting up, and you and some of the other writers in the room or whatever were like some college boys, you know, yeah. cutting up. And, and the more you cut up, the quieter I got. I, got quiet. I, just, I just wanted to disappear. I was so nervous and so overwhelmed. Of course, here we are cut 30 years later, and we're, or is it 40? Oh, God. Let's not go there. Anyway, so... Uh, you know, we're, we're cutting up, we're having a great week and having a great time. And, and I get back to Los Angeles and I get a call from my agent and they said, oh, you have an audition. I said, oh, I, I can't make it. I'm, I'm really working. And I, I just, there's no way I can get away. Yeah. And they said, oh, okay, great. And so then a few days later they call back. I said, oh, you got the call back. I said, what? I didn't go on the audition. I said, well, you got the call back anyway. I said, oh, okay, great. But I can't go. It just, yeah. I, I, I'm really busy this weekend and I, and I can't go. And and they said, oh, okay. And I could hear, you know, you don't want to disappoint your agents. You yeah. want to be there. But I said, I really, I just can't make it. So then three days later, they called back and said, you got the job. And I went, 
Okay, I like that. Of course, I get on set and, and it's John Landis. Oh, you know, he he had wanted me from the beginning. He said, "You're really hard to get." You know. Right. <laughs> they won't take no for an answer. No, I like that. You know, yeah. Great, great. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about uh, your first interaction when he, uh, Vork approaches you and he's tongue-tied because he's just so <laughs> What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> the guy was tongue-tied, you know. I, I've, I've met a few people. As I say, was that realistic? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the nice ones. Yeah, <laughs> I've had the stalkers too. Not yeah. so cool, but yeah. um, no, it was very cute. And I've, I've, you know, I've had people get really nervous and they, they don't know how to talk, and mm-hmm. it's very cute. Yeah. Now, how is it working with Jeff? Jeff is fabulous, 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 fabulous. We had so much fun. It was, yeah, yeah. it was just. It's interesting. After the first day of work, I came home and I had this big grin on my face, and my husband said, "Honey, did you have a good time?" I said. I had the best time. I don't know if I've gotten to that age where I just don't give a damn anymore and so everything is just perfectly fine because I just don't care. Or it was just because I was working with a great group of people who laughed all day long and had fun. It's like work isn't supposed to be this much fun, you know? But that's how it is. We've been just, yeah. Yeah, it's been that way. I, I mean, there's a season two. So. And it's funny. I was watching Felicia this morning and I, she and, and Sandy were like nonstop laughing. Nonstop. I'm going. Whoa. Okay. Another hour here, full on laughing. You know. It was, yeah. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. How do you keep your composure with Jeff? Because I know I did behind the scenes for Jeff, <laughs> and I had a camera and I'm like, you know, hiding behind the door. Yeah. And he would do a scene, and I had to fight every ounce of me not to laugh and, and kill the scene. Okay, it's called acting. <laughs> you train to hold those moments, but yeah, he's he's very funny. Yeah. He's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see, like I said, fantastic interviews. Oh, and just wait, episode eight, I have even more. I may have to split into two podcasts because I don't know if I can contain all that guilty goodness in one podcast or it'd be like four hours long. So uh, I may have to split it. But just to let you guys know, um, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you want to send us any feedback to the episodes, to the podcast, you can send those to Knights of the Guild at gmail.com. Spread the word about the podcast. A lot of Guild fans out there still don't know that the Guild has an official podcast and that they can be going behind the scenes with our companion cast. You can go to our Facebook page and like us at Knights of the Guild. You can also follow us on Twitter at Knights of Guild. There is no the. You can follow myself personally. I'm at Geeky Fanboy on Twitter. And you can go to our many websites. We have a blog, which is knightsoftheguild.blogspot.com. And also, you can just go to knightsoftheguild.com for our main website. So I think that's going to do it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed all these wonderful behind-the-scene look at Episode 7. And like I said, just wait until you hear behind the scenes of episode 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. They're all incredible. And they are just chuck full. And I'm hoping you guys are really enjoying these as much as I'm bringing them to you. I had so much fun on set. And I'm just glad I'm able to share some of it with you guys. So please come back for episode 8. But before then, always remember... Like I was saying, I've been disillusioned about the game and the guild. But you're confiding in me upstairs? It really meant a lot as a friend. So I wanted to do something for you, not about me. Yeah, fucking greeting card much? <laughs> April! April! <laughs> <laughs> We're so excited to see you! 
<laughs> Look at you as pretty as ever. <laughs> April Lou? I take it back. You're not okay. You are dead. <laughs> Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela, then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. Knights of the Guild podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Work 3.0 United States License All Rights Reserved